0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and even though it is Saturday, Chris is not joining me. We actually, today, uh, the day that this airs, is the day of the first annual Dagny Foundation 5K and so just this week as we've gotten prepared for it we just couldn't coordinate our schedules so you just get me today but Chris will be back for next week hey speaking of the Dagny Foundation 5K it is not too late to register you can join us and walk wherever you are doesn't matter you can walk on your treadmill at home you can walk around your neighborhood but uh, we would love your support. The Dagny Foundation exists to support families who are navigating either infant crisis or infant loss. And the only way that we are able to help people who are in situations like we were after the loss of our daughter uh, is with your support. So if you want to participate, go to thedagnyfoundation.org and you can register you will still get your t-shirt, even though you won't have it for today. So the Dagny foundation.org. We would love for you to be with us, even if it is virtual. Okay, let's talk about what we are giving away today. Because today is the day of the Dagny Foundation 5K, I am going to give away a Dagny Foundation hat and also the very coveted Dagney Foundation junk headband. Not like junk is in trash headband, junk is the brand. I, I ordered these primarily for myself, but I got a bunch of them and I posted them online and people are like, oh, are you going to sell those? And I just haven't gotten my stuff together to do it. So nobody has this. Totally exclusive. That is what we are going to give away. We will announce the winner at the end of today's show. I really want to give away Edge. I really do. And today would be the perfect day to do it because Chris isn't here. So he's always the one stopping me because he's like, keep it for us, for ourselves. Um, but I'm not going to have any until the end of July. So, state, Well, I'll have some for me, but I won't have any to give away until the end of July. But A, get yours now. Get it yourself. I will put a link in the description for this show because I don't know. I'm just, just saying you're probably going to want to give it a try. I'm a big fan. I've done a podcast on it, talked about it a lot. If you have questions about it, message me and we can chat. But That's what we're giving away today. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Let's get into your questions. First one says, since this summer is the first summer things are opening back up in my area after the pandemic, I now have lots of events that are happening that I know will require food and drinks, such as bachelorette parties, bridal showers, baseball game. I'm getting so stressed just thinking about these events, and I know I will probably make poor choices when I want to stay on track. It has been so easy when I've had nothing to do and not many challenges, but all these social events at wineries and tailgates and weekend parties, I know I will be tempted. It is to the point that I'd rather not go, just so I can stay on my goal, which is not realistic and silly. Okay, first, so glad that you are bringing this up and looking for a solution because what I used to do is just struggle with it or avoid things. Or go and make choices that I didn't feel good about. But I want to break this down. Here's where I see the primary issue. It's got nothing to do with the bachelorette party, the bridal shower, the baseball game, and what is offered there. Nothing. When you say, knowing I will probably make poor choices, right? And then also, I know I will be tempted. You're setting yourself up for failure, It's one thing to have experience in the past, like I have X many hundreds of times going to an event in my history where I have been tempted, where I have overindulged. But if you're going into it saying, I know I will probably make poor choices, then like you've already given up. You've already thrown in the towel. You've already decided how it's going to go. That is a repetition. That is a rehearsal. Every time you think that way, every time you speak that way, you are instructing your subconscious. You're basically giving it a repetition. You're giving it a practice run saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to be tempted. I'm going to go and I'm going to make choices that I don't feel good about. You cannot continue to think that way and expect a different outcome. You just can't. Now, I'm not saying deny reality. I'm not saying pretend, oh, there's not going to be any temptation at all. But let's think about it this way. Let's break this down first, starting with temptation. It's not the food that is the problem or the alcohol that is the problem or the setting that is the problem. It is the way that you think about it, right? If you think about it, if your perspective is there's going to be all this great food, right? And, and it's funny because today is the perfect day to, to talk about this because we have the Dagny Foundation 5K and there's going to be pizza and there's going to be alcohol and there's going to be desserts and there's going to be this. If my perspective is so many temptations, all these things, I want them all, it is my perspective that creates the temptation. Now, I can go into it and think differently, not oh, none of it tempts me. I'm not suggesting that you lie to yourself, but it's not either or. It's not either there's no temptation or it's all tempting. There's so many perspectives in between and this is what it means to think differently. This is the essence of the work that I do with my clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation and it's so important. This is life-changing work. My perspective is there's gonna be all kinds of food and drinks and also people and things to do and opportunities to connect, right? Let's not just make it about the food. Because when we do, we like, we aggrandize it. We make it larger than life. We make it the thing. And it's kind of like when we say, whatever you do, don't think about a pink elephant. First place your mind goes, pink elephant. Part of becoming a better thinker is seeing what else there is. We have to break this pattern, if this is a pattern that is in your life, of making social event all about the food, the alcohol, the temptation. It is so much more than that. So as I think about this thing that exists for me today, yeah, there's going to be brick oven pizza, and there's going to be fried chicken sliders, and there's going to be dessert charcuterie boards, and there's going to be alcohol and there's going to be salad and there's gonna be charcuterie boards and there's going to be opportunities for conversation and there's going to be opportunities to, to socialize and connect with people and be outside and get fresh air and go for a walk and do all of these things. Now, it's not, oh, I can only have the salad. No, no. What does it look like for me to go through this day and feel really amazing about it? And when I think about that, it is not just about food. So much of the problem comes from, I know I'm going to overindulge. This this person that wrote in the question already stated, I know this is how it's going to go and they're, they're reinforcing what they don't want. But so much of it too is that now we've made this event about just food. So practice making it about other things than that. It is not just about food. So I ask myself, what does it look like to go through today and like really make it a win? Now for me personally, and this might not be your answer, but for me personally, that doesn't mean that I eat like a purist, right? That I, that I eat like I have a bikini competition tomorrow. No, you know what? I want to try the brick oven pizza. So then I ask myself, okay, well, what does it look like to do that in a way that I still feel good about it? For me, that means having one slice, maybe two, but not like, Four. Or if I'm going to do a slice of pizza, maybe if I want to try the fried chicken slider, I'm going to like split one with my sister, right? Or maybe I'm going to see which looks better and I'm going to do pizza or the fried chicken slider, but I'm not going to do both, right? And if I want to do dessert, maybe I'm going to do dessert or alcohol, but I'm not going to do both. And I think about that ahead of time. And then when I have those thoughts of like, oh, screw it, it's one day, I'll do better tomorrow or anything along those lines how do I want to feel in the morning? What does it look like to to win-win, right? I want to enjoy this stuff and I want to feel good. How can I have both? And also, how can I make this day, this event, about more than food? Maybe I want to be sure to uh, spend time with this particular person. Maybe I want to be sure to get pictures of the baby with this person or whatever. But you have to think differently. Thinking about it the old way is exactly what you emailed in. Oh my gosh, there's this stuff, I'm so stressed, there's gonna be all this temptation, I'll probably make poor choices. You must think differently. And if what I am saying to you here in this podcast is not enough of a catalyst for you to do that, then you have to take that seriously. You have to take ownership of that process, whether that is going through the 12 weeks to transformation or working with a different coach. You have to invest in that process. Otherwise, your life is going to continue to look the same. Okay. The next question is, um, and I kind of want to laugh when I read this, but it's, it's a good question. It's a valid question. It's just, um, you'll see. Do you feel weird promoting Amare? <laughs> That's the question. Do you feel weird promoting Amare? Weird? No. Like, I'm maybe a weird person. I'm a little bit bizarre. I'm, I'm a very, like, social presence for my work, but I'm a huge introvert outside of my work. So maybe I'm weird in general, but do I feel weird promoting Amare? Not at all. And I'll tell you why. I would feel awful If I was promoting something that I did not really get behind, and guys, we see this all the time online. I don't know about you, but I see people promoting stuff that I'm like, you don't even seem like you care. I bet you a million dollars you don't even use that. You've never even tried it. You would never spend your own money on it. You're only talking about it because they gave it to you for free and they're paying for you. Like, I would feel, not weird, terrible if I did that. But the way that I personally judge what I talk about or call it promote or whatever is would I be excited to share this if there was no financial incentive for me to do so? And if the answer is no, I don't do it. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I get pitched promotions all the time. I just got one earlier today that was for a supplement company. Uh, I want to say it was like an amino acid uh, product, a powder that you put in. And like... If I'm not super jazzed about it, want to spend my own money on it, even if they never had a relationship with me, would for sure spend my own money on it and be excited to share it? Like, is this the kind of thing that I'm definitely telling my mom about and my sister about? If the answer is no, I'm not going to do it. So the only things that I really promote, I can hear the baby on the monitor. You probably can too. All right, we're back. We took a little baby break. But yeah, it, it doesn't feel weird because it is a genuine, a genuine desire to share something that I love, that I find useful, and not even from just the product standpoint, because without a doubt, the products help me be a healthier version of myself. They make me feel better. I I prefer life with them than without them and will spend my own money on them, right? I do that. I purchase them myself with my own money. Um but beyond that, it is the opportunity that it created. In fact, just last night I was reading a post from another wellness partner within Amari, which is somebody who kind of takes advantage of the the benefits of network marketing and I was blown away by her post. She shared that I don't remember if she said five, I think she said five years ago, maybe it was four years ago, but she said um, five years ago was the day that she was no longer qualifying for food stamps, for food assistance. And the reason she stopped qualifying, she has seven kids, the reason she stopped qualifying was her network marketing income. And before that, she did not know how to not be on the system, like how to not need assistance. She didn't know how to create financial stability for her family. She wanted to, but she didn't know how until this, this opportunity, until network marketing. And now not only does her family not qualify for government assistance, but she's able to put her kids in private school She's able to lease office space. She's able to buy summer clothes for all seven of her kids without thinking twice about it. They're able to go on vacation. So such a such a huge leap because of network marketing. And my story is very, very different, but the opportunity that it affords me is very similar. And it started when our daughter died. And I've talked about this a lot before that the the very week that our daughter died was the same week that all of the closures happened with the COVID pandemic shutdown, And my business, which had been very healthy and profitable and all of those things kind of like came to a screeching halt because of something that was totally outside of my control. But what didn't come to a halt was the income that I earn through this opportunity. And it continues to grow and it continues to help us get to our goal of having passive income, income that we don't have to actively work for, show up for, that meets the needs of our families and also meets the, the standard of generosity that we want to be able to, to live by so that we can help other people I'm freaking passionate about that because one of the primary stressors for all people is money, right? When we look at causes of divorce, causes of anxiety, all of those things, so much of it traces back to money. Not having enough, fear around money, financial stressors of all different kinds. And I know, I know for sure that we can eliminate that. We can erase that. And and sure, it might not be like an option that everybody is comfortable with. And I wasn't either. But you know what? You get to a point, or at least I got to a point where I thought, I'm not going to pretend that I know better than all these other people who are having great success. And they don't have to walk away from their careers. And it's not because they can't do anything else. It's because it makes sense to have multiple streams of income and to have some of those streams of income be passive. So No. I don't feel weird talking about Amare at all, at all. Okay, next question says, and I don't even think this is a, um, this is a question. It was just something that came in uh, from, from a listener that I, that I wanted to dive into. So it says, I'm reading Chasing Cupcakes. And I'm on the chapter of customer service discussing solving, meaning solving problems. I understand slash recognize I've been stuck in the settling phase forever. And if you don't know what we're talking about, read Chasing Cupcakes. I think it's chapter nine that is customer service as an inside job. Then it says, oh, this is a question. My question is, does it matter if I have a clear plan? And then it says food logging slash working out. Or more if I just jump into solving. I know what I need to do, but I don't want to be tied or get frustrated, like to a plan. It says, I'm probably afraid of failing this time. So can I just do what I need to do and jump in? How important is planning slash structure? I have written down and done all the questions so far in the book. Written down lead measures. I've done weekly goals, how to get there. I'm stuck on... But I don't have a food or workout plan as my issue. Okay, I'm a big fan of planning for the day versus grand plans for the next 30 days, the next 90 days, the next six months until you lose X amount of weight or you pay off X amount of debt. You don't need to have a week, a month, three months mapped out and even if you do guess what it's not going to play out that way for any number of reasons it's not going to so when i created the change makers journal it was to really help people stop getting derailed by this notion of like well this was my plan for the week and it's monday and it's already not playing out that way make a plan for the next hour make a plan for today You don't have to commit to a food plan and treat it like a religion. Like I'm doing keto, I'm doing low carb or anything like that. You can make a plan for how you're going to execute today in a way that lines up with your goals or in a way that is an improvement for you or in a way that, you know, meets some standard that you have, whatever. Don't ever let not having a plan hold you back because it's your notion of what planning is like. A prescription over a period of time, but a plan might be for the next meal. A plan might be for the next hour. Keep it really, really, really simple, right? Uh, it says here, I. This person said, like it's a fear of a fear of failure. I'm probably afraid of failing this time. If you fear fail, if you fear failure, you are thinking out way far ahead, right? You're thinking that you won't get to the end goal that is weeks or months or years ahead. Just deal with today, just win today. And look, I've been in times where today feels like more than I'm capable of taking on in this moment. You don't even have to take on the whole day. Think about what does it look like to win the next hour, win the next choice, win the next five minutes, or even make the next hour better than the last hour. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. I think this is the one that's not so much a question, but I wanted to dive into it anyway. It says, today I'm staying out of the freaking kitchen. I have a quick meal planned for the boys. I have a very busy day, but it seems no matter what is on the schedule, when I get in the kitchen my mind pauses everything else and begins thinking of tasty snacks to make. I literally eliminate all other thoughts and end up not following through on my evening plans. I know, I know, I am not my thoughts. So today, to get through one successful, healthy eating day and back to wind down routine, I am gonna stay away from the kitchen as much as possible. Here's the deal. It's not the kitchen that's the problem. It's the fact that you believe you have no control in the kitchen. This goes back to the question that was about, you know, the summer uh, things opening back up and the parties, the bachelorette parties, the bridal showers, the baseball games, blah, blah, blah. It's not the thing. It's how you think about the thing right? You have made it so that going into the kitchen is your nemesis and that evenings are against you and that's when everything falls apart. You've got to begin to think about it differently. And I don't even think that, because look, staying out of the kitchen for the rest of your life is not a feasible option unless you like are planning to hire a personal chef and not have to ever worry about that again and somebody else is going to take care of all your kids meals and somebody else is going to take care of cleaning up and all of those things. At the end of the day, You have to be someone who can make great choices and be fully in control when you're in the kitchen, and you're not going to become that person by staying out of the kitchen. What has to change is not your pattern of foot traffic through the kitchen. What has to change is how you think about this. When you say, and this is what this person said, when I get in the kitchen, my mind pauses and everything else goes away, and I begin thinking of tasty snacks to make. I literally eliminate all other thoughts. That is an instruction to yourself. Every single time you say that, you're taking the past, you're taking that pattern, you're taking that problem, and you're saying, this is present. This is where I am now, not this is where I was, this is what happened, and you don't need to lead with that. I've done an episode before where I talk about how we often want to make the past the pretense So to tell you what I'm going to do, I have to tell you what I've done before. No, you don't. We need to break our addiction of talking about the problems and talking about the past patterns and instead give our energy to the change that we want to create today. Okay, a couple more here and then we will get to today's winner. This one says, I'm reaching out because I'm in a bit of a low point in my life. And one of your posts uh, resonated with me. It was an older one I was browsing through the Primal Potential Facebook page. Although outwardly, things in my life are good, I feel unsuccessful and sad. I have a new home, job, good husband, a family, etc. I find myself in a similar position as you were in in your early 30s slash late 20s. I'm 27, and I feel so lost at times. I don't want to be stuck in a story of my past, but I felt this way for years, even though, even through my happiest moments. I wish I could break through the way you did. First, the fact that you're just acknowledging where you're at is huge because for me, I hid from it for a very long time. So kudos to you for even acknowledging it. Start by looking at how you want it to be different, right? If I had a magic wand, what would be different? And maybe it's something that would be different in the way that you feel. Then you can go down the path of, well, what would need to be happening, happening for me to feel that way? What would my circumstances need to be for me to feel that way? If I woke up tomorrow and I felt that way, what would be happening in my life around me? What is it that I want that I don't have? Remember that I don't know is a starting point, not a stopping point. If you ask yourselves these kinds of questions, and then you think, oh, I don't know, start there. Well, what are some guesses that I have? If I could total if, if I could st- snap my fingers, and wake up tomorrow exactly how I want it to be. If somebody gave me that opportunity, would I say, oh, no, thanks, because I don't really know? No. You might not know with certainty, but you would certainly, literally, if somebody came to you and said, okay, you can have everything you want if you wake up tomorrow, you can have anything you want to make you feel the way you want when you wake up tomorrow, would you look at them and say, you know, since I'm not really sure, I'm going to have to pass? Never. Never. So start playing around with ideas. What do I want to be different? What do I want to be different in the way that I think, in the way that I act, in, the, in my relationships, in what I'm doing for work? And you don't have to tackle all of them, but in, in one of them, in at least one of them, you're going to find a seed. You're going to find a starting point. And that's where you need to begin. And the, the true origin of this process is just asking questions. And the fact that you are acknowledging that you want something to change, you're on the right track. Okay, last one says, I was wondering what first steps you took in your own life when you decided to transform everything. Well, pause there for a second. I didn't decide to transform everything all at once, right? Um, Weight had always been the goal, but I kind of took a pause from that and started with money. So I did not transform everything at once, nor Did I make a decision to transform everything at once, even if I wasn't working on those things? It was very much kind of like I just said, like I started working on one thing, made a lot of progress, and then over time, much time, slowly branched out into other things. Then it says, what got you to the point where you decided, this is it, I'm changing my life starting now? There wasn't that moment for me. There was not that like, it's a Tuesday and everything is behind me. And from this point forward, I'm different. There wasn't. It was very much a journey of like two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, four steps back. So the notion, and maybe it does work that way for some people. I'm sure there are people who, you know, whether it was some big dramatic event in their life or just a total metamorphosis moment. But I don't think that's the way that it is for most people. So don't romanticize it like the movies, that I need to have this moment. And if I decide today is going to be better, and then tomorrow I'm reverting to old behaviors, I somehow have screwed up and I need to start over. No, you just need to keep going. There was no single turn the page, never look back moment for me. And there doesn't need to be for you. If there is, great, but stop waiting for it. And then the last part of the question says, were there any books or other resources that really helped you? Not at that time. I was not reading at that time. I I had my hands full, right? When I was getting out of debt and then when I was losing weight, I needed all my focus and all of my energy for that thing. I was not a person at that time that like could handle, oh, let's also take on self-help and all this other crap. I just couldn't. So I didn't. Um... In hindsight, I think The Obstacle is the Way is a great book. I think Mindset by Carol Dweck is a great book. Um, I think The Third Door by Alex Benayan is a great book. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, uh, You Are the Placebo. But I didn't read any of those until far later in my journey. So, remember that we have a finite amount of energy and attention and I am all about learning and reading and doing all of those things, but but they don't all have to happen at once. So, the winner today who is getting the coveted never before released Dagny Foundation headband as well as a Dagny Foundation hat because today is the 5K is at plans with blue Clueless at plans with blue clueless. You are the winner. Email you know what? Don't email Chris. Email me. (laughs) Our schedules are crazy. It's going to be easier to send it out if you email me. Email Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Let me know that you are the winner for episode 888, that you won the headband. Let me know if you want pink or white uh, and as well as the hat. Include your mailing address and I will get it to you. Guys, you can win one of our prizes. Three ways to win. Number one, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcast. Number two, leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Amazon. Thank you in advance for that. Or number three, post on Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to tag me with an episode of this podcast that you are listening to or something that you have learned or loved from the show. I promise Chris will be back next week. Thanks for understanding that we just could not get our schedules together to do it this week. But hope so many of you will join us for the 5K. It is today, but you can still participate virtually. Go to thedagneyfoundation.org and we will send you a Dagny Foundation t-shirt. Talk to you soon, have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn, our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.